Hey, everybody, and welcome back to the Paychecks Business Series podcast. My name is Gene Marks. Of course, I'm a certified public accountant and regular business columnist for a bunch of publications that you probably know, like The Guardian, The Hill, Forbes, and Entrepreneur. But more importantly, I'm a small business owner. My 10-person company provides financial and technology management services, and I'm always in need of expert advice. That includes real-life advice from real-life business owners like myself on how they're handling the challenges of running their small businesses, and that's what this podcast is all about. Now that I've told you what this podcast is all about, I'm going to do exactly the opposite of what this podcast is all about, because we're not talking to a real-life business owner today. We're speaking to Mike Trable, and Mike, um, who is a friend of mine, he is the Director of Compliance at Paychex. He is uh, in charge of so many things regulatory that affect small businesses, And one of the biggest things that has been taking up his days over the past couple of weeks is the Paycheck Protection Program. So Mike, first of all, thank you for joining me. It's great to be here, Gene. Thanks very much. Sure. So you know what we're going to do in the in the short time that we have, our objective for you know for the listener today is to tell them everything they need to know about the Paycheck Protection Program as you know it from the Director of Compliance at a large. HR and payroll processing company. So Mike, um, tell me, what do I need to know about the Paycheck Protection Program? Yeah, it's a great uh, topic. And boy, you're right, Gene. It's one that that I and my team and my colleagues here at Paycheck have been spending a lot of time on. It's a, it's a really interesting and really enticing program that there's significant interest uh, in our client base and even beyond that. So I'm glad to talk about it. I probably could give you an hour and a half on it, but I wouldn't subject anybody to that. But I'll certainly hit hit the high points because there's, there's a lot to think about if you're a small to mid-sized business owner that wants to really look at this closely. Um, you know, the way that we look at the Paycheck, paycheck Protection Program here uh, is really two main objectives. One is to get cash quickly to small to mid-sized businesses that are struggling right now, as everybody knows. Uh, it's also to incent those businesses really uh, maintain their headcount, rehire employees, and keep wages high as well, both of which are obviously really good, um, really good motivations, but, but you know, difficult in, in, this, in this environment, which is probably why there's so much interest in this program right now. Uh, some really interesting uh, features, um, certainly compared to other types of SBA loan programs that are out there, probably the most uh, popular and the most talked about is the fact that these loans, if you hit certain criteria, and we'll talk about those in a moment, but if you, if you do that, these loans uh, can be forgiven, which obviously is very attractive uh, if you're one of the, the, the businesses that get, gets one of these loans. They're also much more streamlined than uh, most other SBA loans are. Uh, no fees, uh, none of the personal guarantees that, that you usually have to give. So really, really interesting stuff. Certainly if the loan isn't forgiven and you do have to, to pay some of it back, pretty favorable terms, even if that happens as well. Generally uh, targeted at businesses with 500 employees or less, certainly entities like nonprofits, Facebook, faith-based organizations are included, as well as, uh, you know, with maybe some slightly different rules, sole proprietors, self-employed individuals, independent contractors, all all, um, can take advantage of this program. There's a couple situations where even if you're larger than 500 employees, you can take advantage of the program, uh, especially in some franchise-type situations in certain industries like hotels or restaurants. 
they use that 500 employee threshold at the location level and not at the overall business level. So if you're a, a restaurant chain that has um, multiple locations, uh, all with 500 or less employees, you can you can avail yourself of that. So uh, the amount of the loan can be up to $10 million. It's uh, really calculated and dependent on what your payroll costs are. So the, the first iteration that uh, a business would have to go through is, is really uh, calculate that. The arithmetic is two and a half times uh, the borrower's average monthly payroll costs. So again, there's a, there's a formula that you have to, to go through to come up with what that number is, you know, salary or all the things you typically think of uh, when you talk about salary, you know, base wages, commissions, tips, bonuses, leave allowances, and all those types of things, as well as uh, employer paid health insurance and retirement plan contributions, um, all those types of things. Excluded are wages over $100,000 for individuals, higher paid individuals, um, as well as um, any wages you're paying to people outside the U.S., which, which I guess kind of makes sense. Um, usually the, the period that you're using for that calculation is calendar year 2019. That's the, 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 the formula that we basically use here at Paychex. And I'll talk a little bit more about how we're approaching this and how we're supporting clients in just a moment. Um, there's different uh, methods you can use, though, if you're a seasonal employer or a new business that you know maybe wasn't operational for all of 2019. So, so let me um, let, let me stop you right there. So this is great stuff. Um, it's a loan. The loan has forgiveness. Um, I guess you don't get it directly from the SBA, correct? No, so you uh, the, the iteration is you'd actually go to a bank, uh, right. and again, whether you have an existing bank uh, or you know you go to a, a new lender that's authorized to from an SBA lending perspective, and uh, you would basically present to them the documents and the loan application, and then they the bank itself would actually handle the funding and manage all that, just Got like it. a normal SBA type loan. Mike, um, so a lot of people have asked me, like for myself, I, I have an, an S corporation. So, um, you know, obviously there's payroll involves the owner, but, you know, I take distributions out of it. So how does that work if you have just a very small company or if you have a partnership or uh, you don't have a, you know, traditional payroll per se? Yeah, usually the way the calculation works and it's, you know, it's all a little bit uh, particular given your, you know, a particular company's specific circumstances. But usually if you're taking a draw as a S-Corp partner or a partner or something like that, those draws are just included in the kind of overall payroll calculation. Uh, and that's the way it would work in those types of circumstances. One of the, the, the very recent pieces of guidance that just came out from the SBA is uh, in most circumstances, you can't take the partnership, can't take, uh, can't get a loan and the partner uh, himself or herself can't get one either. It's only right. one loan uh, allowed under that particular circumstance. All right, got it. Okay, so that's how we figure out how much. There's 10 million available, you say, but we have to go through a calculation of our average monthly payroll, and then we take 2.5 times that, and that tells us how much, hopefully, we're, we're allowed to actually get. Um, tell, me, tell me about the forgiveness portions. Yeah, the forgiveness portion, again, is, is really interesting. One of the things that you know I'll, I'll give a little bit of a caveat into going in is that we are still waiting uh, guidance uh, from some of the more technical aspects from from the SBA. We're actually um, having a lot of really good dialogue with the SBA, both on our own 
or uh, in conjunction with other groups like the AACPA on some of the, the parts we think we need a little bit more clarity. But generally, if you um, use, if the business that receives the, the loan proceeds uh, uses those proceeds within eight weeks of receive, receiving them for uh, the prescribed uh, purposes, you get that loan forgiven. What are those prescribed purposes? It's again, your payroll costs, uh, and then interest on uh, a mortgage that you would have had the that would have preceded the whole coronavirus situation, uh, rent uh, or utilities. And the rule is you have to use at least 75% of the proceeds on payroll. And then the rest of the 25 can be used on the other things we talked about. The, again, the other key point is uh, you have to keep your staff up. So you're going to get your, the forgiveness will be reduced by any reduction in FTEs, full-time equivalents that, that you would have had, or if you, if you reduce the, the wages um, by more than 25% of your, of your team as well. So again, what, what a lot of businesses are, are likely going to be doing is going out, especially if you would have let anybody go, which a lot of companies uh, understandably did, um, any, any uh, reductions in staff between February 15th and April 26th you're going to have to rehire those people, get them back on your payroll, uh, so then you get the full benefit of the forgiveness. But if you don't bring them all back or restore all the salaries, though, you can still get some forgiveness, right? That's absolutely right. So, so there is a, just as in the front end, there is a calculation as well. So uh, to get the maximum benefit, again, you'd have to go through the entire iteration. But there are, there are ways that you can uh, just do part of that and still get part of the forgiveness back. Got it. So Mike, what are you recommending to your clients at Paychecks insofar as documentation and reports and things they're going to need, um, not only to uh, submit to, to try and get as much of the loan as they can, but also then submit for forgiveness in the future? Yeah, it's a, it's a great point. And, and you know, as, as a lot of the listeners may have heard, that's, that's been a little bit of a sticking point. Um, at, when when the, the program is rolled out, uh, there was a little bit of consternation. Some of the banks were being very particular um, with, with asking for a lot of information, even though the intent of the SBA was to really minimize the, the credit exposure they had, the banks had themselves. But it was apparent early on that there was a lot of inconsistency with how the banks were approaching that. And again, a lot of banks, uh, we heard from a lot of clients early on that a lot of banks were asking for a lot, a lot of incremental information that seemed... Um, like some overkill, uh, understandable because, mm -hmm. you know, it was brand new territory for the banks as well. And they were understandably trying to protect themselves. So what we really recommend that businesses do is certainly if you align with a place like Paychex, we have a really well aligned calculator that actually works through the payroll cost uh, math that we talked about that helps you determine what amount of loan you're, you're um, approved for to begin with. And uh, again, all, all that information is basically just comes right up out of our platforms and loads right in all the way from, you know, the basic payroll information, as well as if we do your, your 401k, your health insurance, that information goes right in there as well. And, and then we've worked a lot with the bigger banks and the SBA and, and other entities to, to really get the banks comfortable in using a document like that um, to really help them get reliance on that, get them get comfortable with that approach. And then uh, in many cases, that's helping the applications go through much quicker. Um, actually, that was one of the 
the additional subsequent pieces of guidance that the SBA put out was that if you work with a, a larger recognized payroll provider like Paychex or, or others, you can put a great deal of reliance if you're a bank on that information in order to expedite the, the approval process. So again, if our, our clients, if they go through that process and use that, that calculator and then present that to the bank, usually that's, that, that really helps speed the process along. There are situations where some banks do want some additional tax filing information or W-2 information. But again, since we already provide that to our clients, that's relatively easy for us just to include that in kind of a, an overall suite of, of information that we can provide as well. In any case, uh, it is complicated. So whether you use a payroll provider or not, you know, a business would, would want to take some, uh, some time to really uh, make sure that they, they've got at their fingertips a lot of the information that would substantiate payroll costs and all the, all the ancillary pieces we talked about. Mike Trable, Director of Compliance at Paychex. Thank you very much. That is great information to tell us about the Paycheck Protection Program. For more information, everyone, about what we discussed today and other coronavirus questions and topics, please visit the Paychex COVID-19 Help Center. The address is paychecks.com forward slash coronavirus dash resources. Thank you for listening. Mike, again, thank you for joining me. That information is really important and very useful. Thanks, Gene. And for all of you listening, thanks. We will see you again next time. This podcast is property of Paychecks, Inc., 2020, all rights reserved.